in back in the 1950s there was a there was a TV show on and I and I didn't used to watch it in the 50s so I'm not that old but, <laughs> but uh, it had a great title I thought so it, uh, and that's just, actually when I thought about teaching today I, the teaching is called Father Knows Best and uh, I'm not I didn't call it that because of that show we're not going to be talking about that show today anymore beyond this point but I thought it was interesting Father Knows Best is what I wanted to look at today in Proverbs chapter 3. If you want to go back and watch that show, feel free to. Proverbs chapter 3. I'm sure you're all there. I'm not there yet. Proverbs chapter 3 and in verse 5, it says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths i was just thinking about um, a lot of times in life many times christians and believers they they have a very uh like we ask the question what should i do or what am i supposed to do and i, I was thinking about that and i said well you know um first of all the bible clearly tells us here that in all thy ways, we're to acknowledge him, and he is the one that shall direct the paths. So if, I, if I'm ever in a situation that I don't know what to do, and you know, or I'm questioning what to do, well, my Bible tells me that if I acknowledge him, he will direct my path. That's what it says. Uh, so... You know, even when I was thinking about that scripture in, in uh, scripture, the, the record in the Bible, when, when the believers, when, when the disciples, who were believers, came to Jesus Christ and, and they asked him, what should we do to work the works of God? And he said, okay, believe on him whom he had sent. That was a new doctrine, right? No. <laughs> That's what God had said from day one. He was going to send a Messiah. He would, they were to believe on him. So he just directed them to something God had already said. He said, he will direct your path. Just do what he told you to do, which was to believe on him whom he had sent. You know, verse 11, My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth, even as a father, the son in whom he delighteth. The father knows best what to do. He knows where we should be and what we should be doing. It says in Psalms that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. It is not in man that walketh to direct his own steps. It says, you know, and it says in Psalm 23, He, God, is the one who leads me in the paths of righteousness. You see, there's always a direction to us as believers, is that He's the one who will direct. He's the one who will guide. He's the one who will lead you. He's the one who will show you. So, you know, um, in Deuteronomy chapter 18. And, you know, a lot of times, and I can understand this, you know, we're human. Um, we sometimes want other people to tell us what to do. You know, What's the best thing for my life? What should I do right now? Tell me. You know, like we, we, and I don't know why it is. I can't really explain it, but it seems like people, we, people, we crave people directing our flesh. 
I don't, I don't know why that is, but it's just the nature of man, I guess. And so we're always looking for people to tell us what to do. Um, and if we ever get to a situation, this I was kind of reproof to myself, I was thinking, if I ever get to a point where I don't know what to do, as a believer, should I ever be at a place where I don't know what to do? When I have the entire Word of God to look to, and I have the Spirit of God. So if I'm ever in a situation I don't know what to do, I've basically missed everything God has given me. He's given me His Word. First of all, I can in a general sense look at all the Scriptures in God's Word, the principles to live life by, and I would pretty much high percentage of time, most of your life, you're going to know exactly what to do. And those cases where you don't know, the Bible said we have the Spirit of God. So why wouldn't I just ask Him what to do? So I should never be in a situation where I say, well, I, I understand. We can, you know, I don't know what to do. I understand that. We kind of say that offhandedly. But realistically, when it actually comes right down to it, we're never really in that situation, are we? When the Bible assures us that He is the one who will direct our steps. And even the prophets of old. Listen to what the prophet says about the prophets here. Because they actually, didn't the prophets tell people what to do? Oh, yeah. But let's look at an example here. Deuteronomy 18, verse 18. I will raise them up a prophet from among their brethren like unto thee, and he will put my words in his mouth. And he shall speak... Wait a minute. So he was a prophet, but whose words were going to be in his mouth? So in the end, who is the one that would be directing people what to do, even though the words were coming from the prophet? God. He directed their steps. Father knows best. Is there anybody better? And he shall speak unto them and all that I shall command him. And it shall come to pass that whosoever will not hearken unto my word, my words, prophet speaking, but God's words, which he shall speak in my name, I will require it of him. But the prophet which shall presume to speak a word in my name, which I have not commanded him to speak. So that did happen. Remember the prophets in Jeremiah, they didn't tell him to run, but they ran. They did their stuff. I didn't tell them to do that. Or that shall speak in the name of other gods, even that prophet shall die. Not so good. And if thou say in thine heart, how shall we know the word which the Lord hath not spoken? When a prophet speaketh in the name of the Lord, if the thing follow not, nor come to pass, that is the thing which the Lord hath not spoken. But the prophet hath spoken it presumptuously. Thou shalt not be afraid of him. Interesting. Why would it be that that is the good way to judge whether a prophet was right or not right? Well, God knows what's going on. If God tells a prophet, I think it's going to happen, don't you? Right? So if, it's, if it wasn't, doesn't happen, God certainly didn't tell him. But if he did tell him, it's going to happen. But the reason it's going to happen is because God is doing the direction. He's the one. He directeth the steps of the prophet. Even when the prophet said, don't worship idols, come back to the word of God, which is a lot. That's quite common message of the prophets. Who told him that? Who told, man, who told his people that in the first place? God did. They're just reminding them. That's remember a prophet's job to bring people back to the, to, to the word of God, the direction of God in Romans chapter 12. So certainly our father knows best. Why would we ever think otherwise? So we're to, you know, we're, we're to let him direct our paths and never, 
And this might be a challenge sometimes. Never be afraid of what he tells you to do and where he tells you to go. You may think, well, that's not you know a good idea for me at this time. Well, if it's God directing, well, that's what you ought to do. Right? I mean, if he's the one, and he's the one who knows best, and he's directed man, and, and it seems like a challenging thing you just heard from him, or from the Word of God, if he's the one directing, then why would I ever question that? Even though it seems difficult to me, or even though it seems cross-purposes to what I might want? You know? Um, another thing we do when it comes to, you know, asking the question, what should I do, where should I go? Sometimes... We tend to, men, we can tend to compare ourselves with other people. And again, nature of man, I guess. Um, in Romans chapter 12, verse 4, it says, For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office. So right there, that really should be the end of all comparing, right there. And there are very, a lot of verses similar to that. If, if, there, if we're all members in the one body, but everybody doesn't have the same office, then is there any point in comparing? If we don't have the same office? Verse 5, So we being many are one body in Christ. We're one body. And everyone members one of another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith, or ministry, let us wait on our ministering, or he that teacheth on teaching, or he that exhorteth on exhortation. He that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. He that ruleth with diligence. He that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. You know, in all the areas that we get to serve or do things for our Father, and there are a lot of areas. Members don't have the same office. God tells you, know, in those areas, do these things, and this is how you ought to do those things. What does it matter, in one sense, what somebody else is doing or not doing? doesn't matter. See, the direction is to you. The direction of God is to you, each member in the body of Christ. Look at uh, Acts chapter 9. Here's a good example. Acts chapter 9. Paul on the road to Damascus. Acts 9, we're going to go in verse 9. And he was there, Paul, three days without sight, and neither did eat nor drink after the Lord had appeared to him. And there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias, and he said, Behold, I am here, Lord. You know, Ananias isn't mentioned anywhere else in the Bible after this record, except for the time when Paul is relating, you know, uh, before uh, later in the book of Acts about what happened to him when he got born again. That's the only time he's mentioned. Um, a certain disciple. And when God spoke to him, he said, No, I'm here. Let's go. When the Lord spoke to him here, um, by way of Jesus Christ. Let me see the word. Verse 11. And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the street which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus, for behold, he prayeth. I may read this record and I say, Look at the details that God told this certain disciple. You know, this guy, you're going to go there, and the street is called Straight. It's going to be the house of Judas. There's a guy there named Saul, and he's from Tarsus. And when you go there, by the, by the way, he's praying. I mean, and I was going to say, well, is there anything? Can you tell me what time it is? What the weather's like? I mean, he didn't he didn't miss anything, did he? Look at details to a certain disciple. Right? 
verse uh, 12, and hath seen in a vision. Not only was he praying, but he saw in a vision. By the way, he saw a man named Ananias. This guy named Saul in the house of Judas saw a man named Paul, Saul, uh, coming in and putting his hand on him and that he might receive his sight. And Ananias answered, Yeah, I've heard by many of this man how much evil he hath done to the saints at Jerusalem. And here he hath authority from the chief priest to call, bind all that call on thy name. But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way. And also he had an issue. He talked back to him. And the Lord responded, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. And Ananias went his way and entered into the house and, and putting his hands on him said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus that appeared unto thee in the way as thou camest, hath sent me that thou mightest receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, there was a requirement for something to happen. The Lord spoke to this certain disciple named Ananias. Ananias, here am I, here am I, here I am. See, what, what else is there for us to do than to do exactly what we are directed to do? You know, I might get really annoyed or something. Oh, I saw this guy on TV and I saw him preaching the Word of God to thousands of people. How come I can't be preaching the Word to thousands of people? And Well, you know what? Why don't you just do what God tells you to do? Right? If God wants you to preach to thousands of people, does He have the ability to tell you that? Absolutely. Right? So... Why don't I be more concerned with what God is working in me to do? And then faithfully carry out that responsibility. Like I said, Ananias, this is, this is it. This is all he's mentioned and doing. And look at the details. And I'm pretty darn sure he did other things for God as well. They're just not recorded. I just don't know for sure. But all I'm saying is that, you know, here he was in need. And the Lord had a need for him. And he answered him. He said, here I am. He's re- he was ready. He was ready to do at that time what God wanted him to do. You know, um, which is really great. Look at 1 Corinthians 12. Do you think Ananias' reward, the prize that's awaiting him, is any more less than that that was given, might be given to the Apostle Paul or to anybody else if he just did what he was told to do? Does it, do you think it, made, it makes a difference? 1 Corinthians 12, 14. For the body is not one member, like we were just reading, but many. If the foot shall say, because I am not the hand, I am not of the eye, body, it is therefore not of the body. And if the ear shall say, because I am not the eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? See, everybody is needed in a very, very specific way in the body of Christ. If the whole were hearing, where were the smelling? But now... Hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body as it hath pleased Him? So if God has pleased Him to put you in a specific function in the body of Christ, what's the best thing that you or I could do? Would be to function where God has placed us and to do exactly what He directs us to do, never minding what somebody else is doing, never minding looking for directing of the flesh by other people and all the other things that we might get involved. Well, how about I just be ready to do what God asked me to do? Like, hey. 
And if I don't have specific direction for that day, I have 66 wonderful books that I can refer to that might give me some indications of other things that I might be able to spend my time doing that day. Yeah? So uh, look at Ephesians chapter 1. You might have just noticed that in that last record, it was Jesus Christ who spoke to Ananias. God knows best, you know, and the way our Father knows best in this particular administration is that he has given Jesus Christ a very, very specific responsibility. Like if in the Old Testament, and even the New Testament, if he could tell the prophets, this is what I want you to tell people to do, and they spoke, then it was God doing the directing. If Jesus Christ is the head of the body, and we just saw it, we're members of that body, and there's only one name position, as we know, head, Jesus Christ, the rest, there's no named position. Right? If he's the head, and he's the head, and, and, and he is the Son of God, when he directs members in the body of Christ, like, did he direct Ananias there? He certainly did. Right? When he works in, and when he does those things, who's the author of the information? Who's the source of the information? Just the same way as in the prophets. It was God. Father knows best. He knows exactly what needs to be done. Verse 19, verse chapter 1. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe? according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenlies, far above all principality and power and might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. This is a big deal where Jesus Christ is right now. It's not only about this age, but also in the one to come. There's a very specific thing that God is doing with the body of Christ in this particular administration. You know, we, we prayed earlier that we would learn more about the mystery. The, the way, the, what's, what's happening with the mystery in this administration is setting up for many things that are coming in the next administration. So, you know, this, this thing God is doing with Jesus Christ is a very, it's, it's, it is the biggest thing happening in the face of the earth today. It is Him, it is God who gave Him authority over all heaven and earth. So when Jesus Christ does what he's doing, he's doing it at the behest of God, at God's command. He knows what's best. Jesus Christ, even when he was here, said, I only do the things that God asked me to do. How about now when he's been exalted? Do you think he's now doing his own agenda? <laughs> no, he's not. God has put him there, verse 22, and put all things under his feet and gave him, Jesus Christ, to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Chapter 4, verse 15. But speaking the truth in love, may grow up unto him in all things, Jesus Christ, which is the head, even Christ, from whom? From the Lord. The whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working and the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. See how all the members work with the direction of the head, and this thing just grows and builds. But it will only, you know, if Ananias had said, well, you know, I'm kind of busy today, I got things going on, can you find somebody else? You know, he didn't do that. He said, I'm here, what do you want me to do? I said, well, I got this guy, and he's here, and you know, so and so, and he goes, well, I, I know this guy, and I'm not so happy about this kind of guy. He goes, well, that's fine, go ahead. You know, I got, you're covered. Had a little conversation, 
did what he was told to do. That was it. Joints and bands, having nourishment ministered. You know, the very specific function you fill, fulfill. God knows best what you should be doing. Father knows best. He knows exactly what you should be doing. And if He's chosen the Lord Jesus Christ as the head of the body to be the one that directs in this particular administration as His position over all heaven and earth, what it says, and that's His privilege. That's what, he, that's, what he's, that's what He wanted to do. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3. So now, you know, having looked at a few of those scriptures on direction and all that, the, the only thing that remains to answer for each one of us is, well, am I going to do what God asks me to do? You know, um, and like I said, you might you might think that, well, who am I? You know, like here I am, just you know, wherever I am in the but what, how can I? What could I possibly do? And what possible relevance could my life be? And that those are thoughts that cross our minds. You know, uh, well, you know, when Jesus Christ told a parable of the talents, he's someone he gave them a number of talents and five and one, and and when they came back and had done what they were told to do. He said, well, you've been faithful over a few things, right? That's what he said. But I'm going to give you responsibility over many things. And he also said in Luke that, you know, he said, it's faithful in the little things. It's faithful also in much. You know, so if, I, if you do faithfully, day after day after day, what you're told to do, whatever it is, doesn't matter what it is. You know, it could be writing a letter to a friend. It could be calling somebody, praying for somebody. I don't care what it is, right? It's not your business. That's not your job to know what it is. That's Jesus Christ's job. That's a job God gave to Jesus Christ. That's His responsibility. My responsibility? Your responsibility? Yes, Lord. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Whatever you want. I'm here. And that's easy, right? That's easier than trying to figure out everything that we should or shouldn't be doing in life, isn't it? Because remember, we're always looking for people to tell us what to do. Well, why don't we look for God to tell us what to do? <laughs> Maybe it'll satisfy that need in our lives to be told what to do in a better way than asking people what to do. Um, you know, in 1 Corinthians 3, 8. Now he that planteth and he that watereth are one. And every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. According to his own labor. That would imply that there is labor. For we are laborers together with God. See that? Laborers together. We know this verse. As you, you are God's husbandry. You are God's building. According to the grace of God which is given unto me as a wise master builder. I have laid the foundation. Another builds thereon. But let every man take heed how he builds thereupon. And that's the key. Further, a foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. The foundation has been laid. Jesus Christ is the foundation. Now, if any man, any, anybody, builds upon this foundation, and that's what we do day after day, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest. You see, it doesn't say if he's doing this specific work, then it's just every man's work. Does it say what the work is? No, it doesn't say what the work is. But as long as it's being built on the foundation of Jesus Christ, it doesn't matter what the work is. It says, Every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abides, which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. 
If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he's going to be saved because we're all born again. You know, uh, what do we do day in and day out to build faithfully on the foundation of Jesus Christ? What is it? You know, what's the work? It doesn't tell us what the work is there. Each member is unique in the body of Christ. Each member is placed as God hath pleased him. So if I'm going to try to do your job, because I'd rather do that, or you're going to try to do mine or someone else, somebody else's, things don't work so well. But if we're all directed by the head, as he's directed by God, you know, we're, and, and then we do what we're told to do, then things work a lot better. And then when we appear, and you know, when it, when it says that when we shall all appear before the judgment seat of the Lord in, in Romans, it says we're going to appear, you are appearing by yourself. And you will be rewarded for what you have done. You know, it's, it's very, it's, it's wonderful. God is a just God. You know, he doesn't say, well, you know, generally speaking, seven out of these ten people did good things. The other three, well, sure, we'll include them all in some, you know, I mean, everybody's saved, everybody's blessed, everybody has eternal life. But here it says specifically, every man's labor, right? That's what it says. So what's the labor? Well, it doesn't matter what the labor is. Just as long as the labor is whatever God tells us to do, you know, keeps things very, very easy, very, very uh, pressure-free. Right? I'm going to close in First Peter chapter 1. First Peter chapter one. And you might say, Well, I know this is all temptation. Well, I don't I didn't I didn't see a hundred people believe the last month like I wanted to. That was my goal, you know. I didn't see that. I didn't see thousands coming. You know, if God tells you to do something, the result of it is not your responsibility. Right? Even though it is not the result that you might have wanted to see. You know? Your responsibility, and I love this, I love God, is so loving, it's so simple. Just do what you're told. Isn't that what we tell our kids? <laughs> For heaven's sake, just do what you're told. <laughs> you know. And, and they say, well, I don't want to do that. Well, it doesn't matter if you do it. And, we, you, and you're a father or a mother, and you can see you know, that, that little guy or girl, and doesn't, you know if they don't do what you're told, and bad things are going to happen, or not so good things, but if they do what you're told, there's good percentage that things are going to go pretty well <laughs> well god is way better than that right when he says just do this just do it whether it's praying for someone writing a letter teaching or whatever ministering or whatever it is going to this place or helping out a friend doesn't whatever it is praying it doesn't matter speaking in tongues for somebody whatever the word it doesn't matter just do it and, and it's very very simple first peter chapter one verse three blessed be the god and father of our lord jesus christ he sure is blessed which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. A wonderful, wonderful verse. You know, I, I kind of um, view life as a... As, as a uh, I know we all do this. This is not profound like as a journey right and you know and I, I say i always look at it this way and I, I think about this every day pretty much you know you got on at the station that is called the calling that station is built upon 
I guess really deep in my mind. Bricks of the resurrection. Anyway, go on. Never mind. Anyway, you get on a station called the calling, right? And you're going to get off at a station called the inheritance, right? Now, where that journey takes you from station calling to station inheritance is really up to you. And it could go a thousand different ways between, but you are going to station inheritance. It says in Corinthians, we shall be saved. You know, we are getting to station inheritance, and we definitely got on at station calling. And, and, and I, I like to talk to God about the middle bits. God, can you help me fill in the middle bits of life today between calling and inheritance? Because I got next 12, 14 hours, whatever it is today, to do something. What can I do today that will help me get to where you want me to go between calling and inheritance? That's kind of my, you know strange way of looking at things after all he knows best what you should or shouldn't do let's not wait for others to direct our flesh nor concern ourselves with what others might be doing and compare ourselves to them we have god's word we have the manifestations that let him direct us and this administration it's jesus christ's responsibility to take care of the church Let's just us remain faithful day in and day out and let the Lord guide our hearts into the love of God and into the patience of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's a great place to be. Father knows best. God bless.